Hi, I'm Guy. Hey, and I'm Jose. And welcome back to This Beats It All, a podcast and discussions on the craft of screenwriting presented by Save the Cat. Jose, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing very well, Guy. How about you? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, just keeping busy as usual, it seems like. So, hey, I wanted to talk to you about one of my favorite sections, Bad Guys Close In. It's always been one of my favorites. Again, I don't know what that says about me, but there you go. Um, and you and I were talking about the importance of that the other day. Yep, no, definitely. I think, you know, the Bad Guys Close In is clearly, it is one of those, even I think Blake mentions it in the book, it's one of those trickier beats of all the beats. Yes. Because it's, it's when you say bad guys close in, it's not just having more, you know, literal bad guys. It's not just having one guy and his army of millions coming against your hero at this particular beat. I think what makes really, you know, good stories have good bad guys close in beats is that you're able to bring in, you know, not just the external bad guys close in of the story going against your hero, but the internal bad guys close in as well. For your bad guys close in to work really well, you have to set up those two story points, those two story elements, you know, those two sides of the story, the external, internal, or the physical or emotional, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, or the A story or B story. But the thing is, you know, to make that bad guys close in really work is that, like we say, it's coming from all sides. And we say sides, it's both outside and inside. What you're saying is there's different angles of the bad guys closing in. But it's also easy maybe to kind of get carried away with that idea of bad guys closing in. No, very true. And I think, you know, when part of what I was saying earlier is that, you know, when we don't set up that internal part properly, you know, and I've done this myself, you know, I find myself scrambling that bad guys close in, just trying to figure out how to make it harder. And one kind of quote unquote easy way to do that is just to start adding so many literal bad guys it's external conflict after external conflict so more necessarily isn't better in this case and that's true because you know sometimes you know as as we say when is bad bad you know or when is bad good and i think the important thing to know is that you know and this is something i've you know come across you know sometimes when i do consultations and read other scripts is that when i find out which for me is kind of like a red flag is that once um the writer starts introducing too many literal bad guys in the story it starts becoming problematic in the sense that, you know, you want to focus who the bad guys are and what they want. And but more than more importantly, just simply saying what the bad guy's goal is. You really have to specify in terms of how is his goal when talking about the bad guy, the nemesis, the villain, the antagonist, how is his goal going in direct contradiction or in direct conflict to your hero's goal? If that is not too clear, there's sometimes a tendency to start introducing so many characters. And there was this one particular, you know, script that they read and I was talking to the writer was that he started introducing so many bad guys. All of those bad guys had their own agenda going on. Now, the problem with that is when you're reading a script, your, your mind kind of has to work harder, right? Because you don't see the visuals. Right. You don't have actors in front of you. So your, your mind is kind of working harder. Who is who? So that becomes now one of those kind of problems. Like I said, you know, when you have too many bad guys, now your mind's kind of working harder trying to remember who is who and who wants what exactly. You know, and then before you know it, you start losing the hero's story because now you're just getting confused as to following who is the bad guy. Why is this bad guy A wanting this? Why is bad guy B wanting this? And how does that exactly fit in with your hero's story? Yeah, I think as an audience member, once the movie gets made, sitting there in the theater watching that, you know, I've been in movies where I get confused with, okay, now, why is this guy here now? Where did he come from? And what is he trying to do? Because it seems almost he's battling other bad guys now. 
that and exactly and it's very very true because you know you start wondering you know what what's his connection to the story and i think that's the question writers really we need to ask ourselves as writers is you know what when you introduce another character and yes we want to introduce characters you know uh, whether it's uh, an ally or a foe you know we want to introduce them and, and somehow they bring conflict to the story they somehow add tension to the story but you have to make sure they always add conflict and tension to the hero's story and not just them creating their own story. Because really, that's why we're going to see the story in the first place is for that conflict and tension. Without exactly. conflict, there's no story, as they say. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, like I was trying to say earlier, you know, it's not the solution to when you feel like your bad guys, bad guys section is not working. The solution isn't to add more literal bad guys. But, you know, I think it's you want to make your one bad guy really a complicated character. And just he has, you know, whether he has his minions or he has his ways of, you know, stopping the hero. And, yeah, you clearly want to make it creative and be as hard as possible, especially if you're writing a superhero, a James Bond, or it's a simple romantic comedy. It's just all about that one bad guy and how all his plans, you know, are always getting in the way of of your hero. Well, it's like they say, the the bad guy is, or the villain is the hero of his own story, and that's when bad guys close in, he's being the hero of his story at that point. Exactly. You know, it's not... You said it right there. It's just that one guy, again, being the hero of his own story. You don't want to add two, three, four, or five guys being heroes of their own stories. And then what that does is really, you know, the story just becomes confusing. And like I said, the worry for me always there, the concern is, you know, I start losing the main story, which is our protagonist story, because I'm now trying to f- figure out and just follow all these other bad guys. So it's always, you know, even you have bad guys close in, it's really, you know, you want to make sure it's properly set up so you don't kind of fall into that right. trap of just adding more trouble, so to speak, in the bad guys close in sections just for the heck of it. I think that's one of the more interesting points when you write a script is those setups and then the payoffs. They talk about that all the time, and here's the chance. Well, like we talked about when we talked about Nebraska, they set up a lot of the bad guys in the first half during the, the fun and games part, and boy, did they come through as bad guys closing in after that midpoint without the setup there wouldn't have been nearly the depth to it very clear and again even though we had several people there like you said they were set up properly and in truth they kind of represented you know just one antagonist because they all just wanted that money so they're still all going after that same goal that's why that worked that's why i think when you have a bad guy and a nemesis or an enemy especially with superhero movies you know again sorry to keep talking about that but it's just that there's so many coming out nowadays, is that the trick isn't to come up with a lot of bad guys or robots or cyborgs or zombies to go after them, but it's to have one nemesis who is a lot stronger than your hero. That makes it more interesting because now you're just setting up your hero against one big conflict. And yes, the way to make the hero, that nemesis more powerful is because he has minions. You know, he has more powers, he has more lasers. You know, he is craftier, he's smarter. Exactly. It's all just coming back to that one bad guy, you know, as opposed to having several of them doing their own thing. I think if you talk about the superhero movies, it seems like history shows that the second or third in a series is when they start putting two or three villains in there for the, the superhero to fight. So we need to up the ante by putting more people in. And what you're saying is that's not necessarily true. They just need to have more of a defined goal and really be the bad guy. Yeah. Exactly. And you said it there. You have to really define the goal of your bad guy as well to make it really work. You know, we understand that it doesn't simply become an easy obstacle for your hero to overcome. You know, the the real bad guy, he has his own way of getting his goal. 
And like you said, he sees himself as the hero of his story. And yep. our protagonist is really his villain. So he's going to do whatever he can to, to, to stop you know, the protagonist from getting his own goal. Two sides to every story. Exactly. Well, hey, Jose, we're just about out of time here for this week. But before we go, a couple quick things, some housekeeping. Uh, you can find this podcast either at the Save the Cat website, savethecat.com, or find us on iTunes. We welcome any uh, comments you guys have about this particular podcast, your thoughts on it, um, as well as any questions you may have that we can tackle in future podcasts. So with that, Jose, good talking to you again, and we'll see you next time. Well, thanks again, Guy.